Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Um, this morning, I'm talking with you. So I talked with Jessica a little while ago. For people that are watching this, they probably saw Jessica's podcast a week mm-hmm. ago. For us, it's back-to-back. Um, Jessica Kendrick is your partner, mm-hmm. and you had guys... Um, co-own champion title and then Kendrick Law. Yes. And you are also an attorney. Yes. And so we decided, I decided to do this with Jessica and Jessica was like, no, 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 you got to talk to my partner. You got to talk to Sarah because Sarah is the wizard that knows everything there is to know about the real estate law and all that side of the things. Um, and so that's what the conversation today is going to be about. Oh, I appreciate that. We are we are a good team. We we joke that like together we are one completely incredible attorney. Like like, like we complement each other very well and pick up on different sides of things. So very good. Um, in my conversation leading up to this, and so again for the people that haven't seen this before, um, none of this is scripted. You know, you and I had one brief conversation mm-hmm. five minutes before we started this. But part of the reason we wanted to have this conversation is you and I have some similar concerns in some of the things going on in the real estate industry. And so um, specifically to sort of the exposure that, that a real estate agent can bring upon themselves by engaging in certain mm-hmm. activities and um, and my conversation with you today was about being able to identify those a little bit. Um, so I don't know if the conversation is going to get us there or not, but that was kind of like the, the main, uh, the main thought. Um, but tell me a little bit about champion titles. You guys are attorney owned title company and some of the things that, that you guys do. Um, sort of on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. how many locations you have and that type of stuff. Well, so Champion came about really out of our representation on the law side of real estate brokers. And we were doing a lot of that, you know, handling a lot of the managing the transaction, reviewing a lot of things and advising brokers and agents on what they could and couldn't do. And it was a little bit startling to see kind of sometimes what went on in transactions. We had thought about, you know, how we, how it would look if we were doing title just through the law firm. What was the experience that agents and customers wanted? And we decided, you know, to set it up as a separate and distinct firm. That was towards the end of 2017. We have our main location, which is down near downtown Orlando. We have this office that we're in now, which is in Park Avenue. And we have some satellite closing offices and locations, you know, the ability to do, you know, up in the Lake Mary area, Lake Nona, Ormond Beach. Um, it really was designed to, to take, you know, when we talk about how we do it, it's, we want to give you the confidence of an attorney managed closing the, you know, correct document prep, the ability to troubleshoot and spot issues, but the experience that people want when it comes to whether it's, you know, title, closing, settlement, it all kind of gets used interchangeably. Title insurance is a necessary evil on transactions. You know, that's the main function of most closing companies is to A, get the documents, get everything, make sure the transaction happens, but then issue the title insurance policy. But that's kind of where it's limited. It's not the role of a title insurance agent or the role of a realtor is not to troubleshoot or interpret issues that come up or things within the contract. That's really for an attorney to do. Anybody else doing it is putting their license, whether it's an insurance agent license or a real estate license at risk 
because they're pra- it's unlicensed practice of law. I mean, giving legal advice is defined by statute in Florida. So, you know, really to protect all the parties in, tran- in a transaction, it is important to have an attorney involved. A lot of people think about the expense of adding an attorney to the transaction. And that's kind of where we went with it was we could do as attorneys, we could have a closing agency, a settlement company, a title agency that builds in that attorney review without an additional cost. So that's really what we tried to do with Champion. And that is very unique to have that attorney review and the transactions. And I think it's it's not... It's not something that gets stressed enough through the transactions. And I asked this question to Jessica, and of course, um, you already sort of answered it um, in a way, which is, you know, what, why an attorney managed title company? What's the difference? And while well, you outline what's different sort of in the consumer side of things mm-hmm. and the transaction, but what's different for the real estate agent? So if I'm a real estate agent, why would I be want to work? Why would I want to work with someone who's an attorney? Like, what are some of the things that that perhaps uh, working with an attorney managed title company will help me avoid or not fall into? Well, I mean, obviously, unlicensed practice. But you know, what a real estate agent is allowed to do is to take that form, whether it's the as is or the standard contract, and fill in the blanks. There's some, I mean, almost like gotcha traps within the contract that, you know, there's a space for additional terms. There's addendums that can be written, things that will modify, expand, or limit one of the party's rights. And a real estate agent really can't do that. Because if you put yourself out there and you draft an addendum that you think communicates what you want, and it either invalidates a contract, limits somebody's rights, or makes something unenforceable, You've then put yourself and your brokerage potentially on the hook for liability, whether it's negligence or, you know, some exposure that you have that you don't necessarily need to expose yourself to. So if there is no attorney on the transaction, you shouldn't be drafting. You you know, real estate agents can't draft addendums. They can't change terms within the contract. They can't necessarily cross things out. Having the attorney oversight on that transaction when it's with an attorney managed title company, if an issue comes up or something needs to be changed or something's discovered in an inspection and they want to move forward and an addendum needs to be written, having the attorney involvement, we can advise on that. We can advise the parties as to what the rights and obligations are created. We can actually draft that addendum. So that helps the real estate agent that way. Um, also giving some advice on how to take title to the property. There's a lot of different types of deeds. There is carve outs by statute that title companies can prepare the documents that you need incident to that issuing that title insurance policy, but they can't really advise you on how to take title. They can't really explain whether you need a quick claim or a warranty or a specialty, a special warranty deed or a trustee's deed or a personal representative deed. Those are all things, how you take title to the property, how you structure, whether it's joint tenants, tenants by the entireties, you know, they can have impact on probate. They can have impact on tax liability. They can have impact on homestead laws. Those are all things that while they can create the documents, a title company really can't advise on and an attorney can. And so the part so when you said it, it almost like hit me. You say an attorney, a title company can't be giving advice on manners of title. But what happens if I see a title? Like I've seen title companies 
give classes in how to take title. Can mm-hmm. someone do that? That's not. I mean, it seems it's, to me it's unlicensed practice of law. Okay. I mean, you really you can't. Um, I mean, an, an attorney can. They can give. You can share legal information. You can't give legal advice. So you can say, this is the definition of all these different types of deeds. This is the definition of what this is. But you can't really advise on what that means for anybody or how you should do it because that's advice. So legal information is one thing, and that's one definition. But legal advice and how you interpret things is something totally different. So you can go over, this is what the contract says, but you can't say what it means. Of course. So. And so... That that covers one side of, of the coin. And so the other side of the coin, which is the thing that sort of the trends that that keep popping up in our market that are a little bit more troubling is, so I had Carlos with equitable title and, you know, he's not an attorney. I'm not an attorney. Mm-hmm. So we briefly talked about um, some RESPA stuff. So mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not supposed to accept a thing of value mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of like the base definition of it. Well, we sort of stopped at that. But what ended up happening is I got a ton of feedback from that and saying, well, do you think this is going to be a violation of RESPA? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. But how about I talk about that with an attorney? Because the other thing that real estate agents I don't know are fully aware of is how their involvement in some of these things that sometimes are innocent Mm -hmm. or not ill-intended can affect them. Um, so can you talk a little bit about well, that? Yes, because the, and there's an intersection and it happens with, I mean, the, the title insurance laws and RESPA, some of them conflict a little bit as to what, you know, what can a title company do? What can an attorney do? What is okay for real estate agents? And I think we talked about it a little bit. The most important thing is to be educated on it. And I know it's, you know, it's not always readily available. It's not always out there. Not all the brokers are talking about it. And, and that's why we kind of, when we structured everything with Champion and, and we have people that market is really educate on what we can and cannot do. You mentioned thing of value. You know, there, there are certain things you can work with realtors. You can market your services. If you are going to an open house with a realtor or you're, you know, helping provide food or you have a gift card that you would, you need to be there as, you know, it's champion title and closing and I'm there physically present with my information, promoting my services. And it can't be tied to whether you get that deal or not. It's not tied to referrals. It's not an inducement. That's that's what you really want. Like, are you, am, am I being induced to do business with somebody? Because that's really what RESPA was designed for. I mean, it's been around for 40 something years. It's It was designed because these add-on services were jacking up the fees that people were paying for for their settlement services. So the thing of value comes into it. It's, you know, what's okay, what's not. What somebody does for you can't defray a cost you would normally incur. So a title company or an attorney or somebody can't say, hey, if you give me this deal, I'm going to pay for your listing photos or I'll buy a bunch of leads and you can come work these leads that I'm providing for you because that's a cost that they would have incurred that they've now not because somebody else has paid for it. Now, if they, if they want to give you a space and say, hey, bring your leads that you've bought and we can all call or whatever and all have pizza, that's fine. But they can't provide those for you. They can't make videos for you. They can't shoot your listing photos for you. You have to absorb those costs that you would normally incur. Like Otherwise, a transaction it's an coordinator. Inducement. 
Yes. So transaction coordinator, if you're paying for it or if you're paying the fair market value of it, you know, you can't say here, you give me a dollar, I'll give you a well, transaction and, and, coordinator. And not to cut you off, but I think that's part of the, you know, I think that's what really needs to be paid attention mm-hmm. to. Because for the longest time, what I've heard sort of in Main Street is, well, I mean, I'm paying for it. Well, are you paying fair market value mm-hmm. for it? Because that's, you know, that's one thing that you showed me that it actually mm-hmm. has that wording in there to whereas if you normally would pay $300 for a transaction coordinator and now you're paying $40 or $25, yeah, it's probably not fair market value for that service. Yeah, and then or proportional share. So like we couldn't, re- I couldn't reach out to you and say, hey, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of mailings. You know, I'm going to go ahead and mail them all out for you. You could pay us to do it if we had access to the printing or if we wanted to split it and you were on half the page and I was on half the page. You pay half, I pay half, but it has to be proportional and it has to be a fair market value. And, um, but you have had agents sort of question you about that, sort of be like, hey, I'll use you if you pay for my mailer. Mm -hmm. And I want to think that that's not ill intention like i don't don't think an agent is saying that it knows that they're breaking the law and that they are well really the way it's it's come to us is hey we like you guys you know we know you through other people or you work with people that we work with but this is why i'm not using you because i'm getting this and and i have to say you know we're not going to do that a and because i'm an attorney and we have verbal diarrhea pretty much i tell you why but I, I don't want to get down. I came from a marketing and sales background prior to going to law school. I mean, I have a million ideas of how I'd like to do business, but I'm also an attorney. I want to make sure I do it. My license is too important. Your real estate license is too important. Title insurance, like all of those are licenses we work hard to have. Don't do anything to put it at risk. So, you know, I'm always happy to educate and explain why we're not going to do it and sell the value that we do have, which is we're an attorney. So if you see the value of having an attorney manage the transaction, that's great. We would love to work with you, but I'm not going to cross that line because there's, you know, if you're happy with what you have, I just want you to be aware and educated of what the risks of what you're doing are. Right. And what you're speaking of is specifically the idea that, well, I'm getting this from the title company and you say, well, we don't do that because it's illegal. And the, 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 the thought sometimes from the agent is like, well, I mean, I'm just going to take advantage of it mm-hmm. because I'm getting it, even if it's illegal to them, mm-hmm. notwithstanding that's illegal. But it's also, it, it, and that's what I don't necessarily think they realize. So title company that is, like say the title company is doing mailers for mm-hmm. somebody or paying for listing photos or any of those things, they're putting themselves at risk for fines through, you know, the the Division of Financial Services of Florida. And some of those fines are $5,000 per occurrence, up to $50,000 per, you know, if it's depending on if it's willful. Those are some serious fines. But the real estate agent also has to look at the RESPA side of things. I mean, nobody wants to get hauled in front of, you know, have a freck hearing or any of those things. It may be illegal on one side. It's probably illegal on both sides. And at the very least, ethics violations. So you really need to. And there's some that are okay for a title company that are not okay for a realtor. Like happy hours, like as a title agent, we could have a happy hour and invite realtors to it. It's a RESPA violation to go to that if it's a regular occurrence. So you kind of have to have some knowledge on both sides of it. This kind of brings me to a point of concern that I have. 
and is that I've been in this industry now for um, in the residential side side for almost seven years now. Before that, I I, I worked with a developer for a number of years. So on and off, I've been in this industry for the best part of the last 13 years. And I've never had been in an office, whether however, however large or small it was, where they brought in every agent and they said, hey, let's talk about this because we see what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. social media, it's kind of like the that's the ultimate, ultimate telltale because people are doing things and posting them on social media. So it's pretty easy to go back and see it. And, and I don't see any, any real estate office going like, okay, let's bring every agent and let me tell you guys mm-hmm. what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And, and it's an area of concern of mine that that's not happening because it eventually is going to hit sort of like a critical mass point that the state mm-hmm. of Florida or whomever their regulatory body is, it's not going to be able to look the other way anymore. They're going to be like, okay, we got to do something here. Um, and, and I think the key to that, and, and I, I've said it before, it's it's about education. It's about getting the education to the right spot, whether it starts at, you know, the real estate schools and the licensing level, level things like the associations like Aura, whether it's, you know, the board of realtors pushing it out, continuing education, but it's your education providers too. It has to be done without the expectation of anything in return. Nobody wants to be sold all the time. Realtors are salespeople. Everybody at some level is a salesperson. And, you know, for me to sit here and tell you, hey, you know, let me educate you on all of this and this is why you should use me. That's not the right approach to take to it. It's education that we need to get out there, whether it comes back to anybody or not. So I don't know. For the greater good. For the greater good. So, I mean, I, I don't know who or what entity or what level is approaching, whether it's Aura, whether it's the real estate Can it schools. be done in a private level, you think? I mean, absolutely. But it's it's now, like, if I were to, because I've worked with brokerages, whether they've been clients or people that we've worked with, said, you know, hey, we can offer this to you. I will go. You have to go in saying, knowing that people have relationships. You're just there to educate. So if there's 20 people in the room and I'm just teaching you on what you can and cannot do, it is not because I have the expectation of wanting business in return. And it's not in the expectation that I want business right that second. Maybe someday down the road, your relationship isn't what you want it to be. And you remember that, hey, I got really good information. Oh, and they have a title company too, or oh, they're attorneys. And I have this question. Maybe let me try asking them. That's a win because you've been educated. You're better at what you do. And when I mean, we say that in the law firm, we say that with pretty much everything. Our job is to make our clients successful. If you're successful, we've done our job and we're successful. It doesn't have to be quid pro quo all the time. No, it doesn't. And, and I think that's another thing that I love about you guys. And in the short term, that time that I've met you, I've, I've heard you compliment numerous title companies. I've heard you compliment numerous other attorney offices. Um, you guys are extremely thoughtful with what would be your competition, your colleagues. And, and I really like that about you. And I think what that does is it brings a spirit. It, it brings everybody's kind of like defenses down. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they are like, oh, wow, I don't know if I'm doing something that perhaps could get me in trouble. You know, maybe maybe they can shoot an email to Sarah. Maybe mm-hmm. a broker can shoot out an email to Sarah and have Sarah do mm-hmm. this, you know, like uh, educate an office mm-hmm. in, on, on some of these things in, in greater depth because I think it's necessary. And I think... Again, I don't think there's an ill will most of the time. I think what it is is sort of like an abundance of ignorance. You expect mm-hmm. things that are going to get you in trouble. You expect them to be taught to you when you're being licensed. And some mm-hmm. of these are not 
really being taught at that level. And then when you go into a brokerage, you expect things that are really important that may get you in trouble, your broker is mm-hmm. going to be on top of. But that's also not the case at this time with this specific topic. Um, so, so I think now that people, you know, getting the information out, people are going to be able to um, try to discover some of this on their own. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, being proactive is always um, whether it's more economical or just wiser than being reactive. It is a lot easier to get out in front of something and address it, make sure people are educated than to go back and have to undo or fix issues or lose good people or lose your license that you worked so hard to have proactive versus reactive. Yeah. When you're, that's kind of like, I guess every lawyer always says that when realtors get to them generally is because they've already done Mm -hmm. something egregious. Like they've gotten themselves so deep into it. (laughs) I tell that even, you know, practice a lot of business law. It is a lot cheaper to structure and set up everything properly in the first place that keeps you out of trouble, have good employment agreements, any of those things than it is when you end up in litigation and are paying court costs and attorney's fees and depositions and all the rest of it. So that upfront investment is, it's worth it. It's an investment in your future and preventing, you know, money just from bleeding out the door down the road. And is that something that you would be open to? Like, if somebody wanted to set up some of this education in a forum, is that Absolutely. something that you would be open to? Absolutely. We, I mean, that's, and, and it's truly, it's, it's not a sales pitch. That's really a big focus on what we do, whether it's, you know, asset protection seminars that I do or business planning for small business. That's a big part of how we do business. In addition to community involvement, you know, we're there to help educate and help make small and medium-sized businesses better, whether it's real estate community, whether it's healthcare, whatever it is that we work in, army with information. We have it. We're able to advise on it. You can ask us questions and we can answer them. You know, that's really with some of the real estate agents we work with when they build new team members, we'll sit with them, start to finish, go through the contract, go through contract to closing is kind of like this Mm -hmm. worksheet that I, that I set up that I'll sit with somebody's new team member and really go through it. So they understand it. That helps them be successful and it helps their teams, their brokerages. And ultimately, yes, it may or may not help us, but it's, we're able to do it. So why not? It's another version of giving back. Well, it will definitely, um, it will definitely help you guys because it's what's put you in the radar of many people. Mm-hmm. It's sort of having the mindset of educating and um, coming from a place of contribution and, and, you know, doing it all encompassing in your life. And you which- have to be comfortable with the people that you're talking with. I mean, and that's kind of, you, you already sat with Jessica. We're pretty real. What you see is what you get. And that's how we are. We're real people. We have families, we have jobs, we get tired, we drink too much coffee, all of those things. We want to make it work. Realtors don't work nine to five Monday through Friday. We take calls on Saturdays if we need to, or however we need to do things. It's, you have to have a relationship with people that you can interact with, get information with. And that's sort of our whole philosophy and how we've built things. And then we're all in the trenches together mm-hmm. or trying to accomplish the same thing. We are. Thank you so much no, for doing you. this. Thanks.